You're listening to the McFantasy NBA Podcast with Josh and Adam McDermott. G'day, g'day. Welcome to McFantasy NBA for another day. Plenty to get through as always. Today we're going to chat about the NBA All-Star Game, the snubs, the reserves, who was selected yesterday. We're going to talk about Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin. They're currently sitting for their respective teams as they're awaiting a trade. So we'll talk about some uh, landing spots for those guys and all the usual stuff along the way as well. As I introduce Adam, how well has Tyrese Halliburton been playing? You must love that. Uh, what a way to bring me in. G'day, guys. Tyrese, he is my favorite player in the whole wide world. And yeah, he is playing very well. I th- I think he's cemented his position as the second best player on Sacramento. That mightn't be saying a whole lot, but apart from Fox, he's an out-and-out gun. I was just looking yesterday at how he's going fantasy-wise, and I picked him at 131, and he's currently ranked 35th. But I think before we get ahead of ourselves with Tyrese, we need to compare him to Lamelo for the Rookie of the Year stakes. And you'd still say Lamelo's leading, and probably quite comfortably. He's a far flashier player, so he stands out. And his points, rebounds, and assists are all slightly ahead of Tyrese. But Tyrese's efficiency is 50% from field, only one and a half turnovers, and he's playing close to 35 minutes some nights. So he's getting a lot of game time. He does very little wrong, and every single game is pretty much better than his last. So it's very, very exciting times for the, the young Kings at the moment. And another great thing from a fantasy perspective for Tyrese is it doesn't matter if they're winning, if it's a blowout, if it's close, it makes no difference. He still plays the same sort of minutes. They love him at the end. And even if they're getting flogged, they're like, yep, no worries. We need to give this kid minutes as well. So you know he's guaranteed minutes and he's getting more and more confident as he continues to play. He's taking more and more shots. At the start, well, I guess happens with a lot of rookies. Well, not all, but it certainly happened with Tyrese. He didn't have that confidence in his shot and he was hardly shooting. And now he's shooting more and more and still shooting at an efficient rate. So as that continues to go on, he could threaten Lamelo for that Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he's hitting two and a half threes a game and still shooting at 50% from field. And yeah, now he does have that confidence. You'll see him fading away and shooting from all over the show, which is awesome. Yeah, it'll be great to see. I, I just wish he could go into the starting lineup, but there's Buddy Hill doing, well, just missing lots of shots. But anyway... And it's one of those things too, like if you put him into the starting lineup, he not, might not perform at the same rate. You'd expect that he would, but it's certainly worth a try because Buddy Herb was good as a six-man towards the back end of last year. So maybe they look at trying that. Uh, who knows? And actually, when I was watching them against Brooklyn yesterday, he um, they brought up a stat that had Tyrese averaging more fourth quarter points than any other rookie and not just by one or two. Like he's a gun when it comes down to crunch time. Breaking news. Disclaimer, this news is not broken by us. It comes already broken. It does. So as I mentioned a little bit in the intro, there are plenty of news items to get through today. We're going to start with the NBA All-Stars because the reserves were announced yesterday. So I'll quickly just run through the All-Stars. So in the West, we've got, as the starters, we've got Luca, Steph Curry, LeBron, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi Leonard, 
Corey Irving in the East, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. And then yesterday, the reserves were announced. So these could play for either the East or the West. KD and LeBron uh, will select from these guys when the time comes. So in the West, we've got AD, Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Dame Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, Zion Williamson. And in the East, a couple of Celtics to start with. Brown and Tatum. James Harden as expected. Zach Levine in his first All-Star game, as is Julius Randle. And we've got Ben Simmons and Nikola Vucevic to round that out. They're the guys we've got. It's obviously a very tough selection picking All-Stars. But there has been a lot of snubs, hasn't there, Adam? A fair few guys, in particular one, I think, that we're all talking about that has missed out on making it uh, thus far. Yeah, very much so. And it's... It's annoyed me a little bit. And I, and I think among the Kanyashenti, Trey and Booker were almost a shoo-in. But unfortunately, that hasn't been the case. And I, I looked into some of their stats. So Trey is actually the first player in 30 years to average 25 and 9 and not get an all-star selection. And over his last month, he's averaging 31, 4 and 11. So he's dominating. And then the other guy, obviously, Booker, he, over his last month, he's, again, yeah, he's averaging 27, 5 and 5, but he did get off to a slowish start. But I do believe he's better and more important to Phoenix than Chris Paul. But obviously, that hasn't been the case. But in the East, Sabonis is also the first player in the history of, of the NBA since the All-Stars went around to average 20, 10 and 5 and not get a selection. So... Yep, there has been a few snubs, as well as Fox, Connolly, Adebayo, Shea, Middleton. There's a lot of them, but there's only so many positions there for them. That's exactly right. You could even probably throw Tobias Harris in there as well. He's had the best season of his career. So, question for you. If you're picking first in the draft, if you're LeBron or KD, not sure yet who has that first pick, who do you think will go as those reserves, the first one off the list? I'm going to just to strengthen my case, pretend KD is choosing first. And I think the obvious one for him is Harden as their teammates. And even if it's LeBron choosing, it probably is Harden too. But if it was me choosing, looking at all of those names, I'd want to have the most fun on the day. And I think Zion would be my pick because the result really doesn't matter too much. So let's go out and just have a good time. The big bull's on. He, uh, in playing in his first All-Star game, along with Jalen Brown, Julius Randle, Zach Levine, those guys will all be pretty excited to be out there. If I was to have the first pick, as you say, I'd probably go um, Jimmy Harden as well. But if you're looking at a smoky, I guess, for MVP and someone who's going to absolutely try their hardest, you couldn't go past Booker, although he hasn't been selected yet. When he does replace AD, which we expect will probably happen, he'll have a massive bone to pick, a massive chip on his shoulder, and he'll want to go out there and could score 40 points coming off that bench. I think Julius Randle, who's copped a lot of flack throughout his career as well, playing in his first All-Star game, he'll uh, be very keen to impress and show how good he is. So there are a couple of real smokies outside of your, your likely candidates in LeBron and Durant, the captains for MVP on this day. But it is a very different competition to what it used to be. They play three quarters and then there's a winner of each quarter and then the score resets. And then the final quarters, uh, a bit of a tribute to the late, great Kobe Bryant in a first to 24 battle. They are trying to spice things up and they've done that for the last couple of years. Be interesting to see on the uh, 7th of March, American time, uh, when that game comes about. 
Yeah, for sure. And it's funny that you say that Booker might just be that best player in the game as he'll try his hardest. If you remember last year, he didn't make the all-star team either and then someone pulled out with injury and he slotted in. So it looks like it's going to happen again. But uh, in the history books, it'll still come down as an all-star game. So who cares? That's exactly right. Well, other news uh, moving on just quickly. Uh, Minnesota have had a bit of a coaching change. They've said goodbye to Ryan Saunders. Uh, obviously, they haven't started the year very well. They've replaced him with the Raptors assistant coach, Chris Finch, who did initially interview for the Minnesota job when they picked Saunders. So they didn't re-interview him, I don't think. They sort of all happened pretty quickly when they got rid of Saunders. Finch took over as coach. There's a lot of people in the league that are... A little bit annoyed at this signing, not because Finch isn't a good coach, but because they had as one of their assistants a bloke by the name of David Vanderpool. He is their assistant at Minnesota at the moment, but he was assistant at Portland, uh, helping develop the likes of CJ McCullum and Dame Lillard from 2012 to 2019. And he was the likely candidate and the one everyone thought it would be, but they've decided to go outside of the organization. Another change as well. I think it's official. There's all sorts of reports out to say that Cousins has been waived by the Houston Rockets. Oh, I feel sorry for DeMarcus Cousins. He was an all-star 2018, 17, 18, somewhere around then, a few years ago, and then he's had all of these injuries. He's torn his ACL. He's done his Achilles. He's had a pretty serious quad injury. And since then, he hasn't been the same. However, he shows flashes of what he used to be. Over the last month at Houston, he's averaging... 11, 8, 2, and 1.2 steals with two threes a game. On the surface, that looks pretty good. The biggest issue, though, is he's only shooting at 37% from the field. And I think that's probably why, uh, one of the reasons why they don't want to keep him there. And also, obviously, they've got Christian Wood, who's out injured. And because of that, DeMarcus's numbers have been a lot better. Wood is the future of that franchise, whereas Cousins was just sort of filling in, I suppose. So... Now we need to look at where he's going to go. He's a free agent. Uh, will he go back to the Lakers? I don't know. Maybe. What are your thoughts, Adam? Is there somewhere where you can see uh, Big Demarcus moving on to? Well, firstly, good good friend Frosty and a member of our league told me yesterday that the main reason he got he's been gotten rid of, I guess, is because he believes he's better than Christian Wood and he wasn't going to get that starting lineup getting the starting lineup. So that's interesting because Wood is very handy these days. As for where he could go, I think he has the ability to help on all 30 NBA teams, to be honest. Well, the Lakers have come out and said they don't really want him. I think that would have been a good spot for him. He needs to go to a contender. Maybe a... I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. Uh, they, they, like the Lakers... So there's, there's, there's all sorts of rumours, obviously, trade-related. And, and I guess the Lakers... They're one of their trade rumors at the moment because they have a, a free cap space after getting rid of Quinn Cook. Board has been mentioned about Hassan Whiteside, which is interesting. That could open the door for Cousins to return to Sacramento. Um, I, whether, I, I just, I don't think that happens. Cousins lacks a lot defensively. Another spot possibly is uh, the the Boston Celtics. They're battling a bit as well. Offensively, Cousins can spread the floor. Again, though, Boston have been battling a lot defensively, and he doesn't really help defensively. The Dallas Mavericks, there's talk about Pazingas, whether he's going to stay there. Dallas are a horrible three-point shooting team at the moment. 
They're no good at rebounds at the moment. They're really battling. He's someone that could help out a bit in that area. He does get rebounds. He will take his fair share of shots. The other team that really are without a center because Baines isn't doing too much at all is Toronto. So they're probably your likely destinations. But saying, like, yes, the contender could get him, but to be perfectly honest, he could go anywhere. And it, it took a while before he even got signed to Houston's. I don't know. I, I feel sorry for DeMarcus. His body's just let him down. Uh, he was a very good player, but he's getting on a bit now. And he, if he thinks he's better than Christian Wood, well, he's he's kidding himself, to be honest. Like, he, he's not going to start at any team, I don't think, in the NBA, unfortunately. No, he won't unless COVID hits. And a few other... So the trade deadline is March 25th, which in Australian time is exactly a month from today. And... I think that's exciting. I really want to start seeing some changes happen because it really changes up our whole fantasy makeup as well, especially when big names move. So I was looking at a few of them, and these first three are my predictions, or not so much predictions, where I'd like to see them. So Kyle Lowry to Philly to try and space their shooters a bit more. Drummond to Dallas to pick up what you just said, their weak rebounding, and have him work alongside Pazingas so Pazingas has a bit more space to shoot. Vucevic to your Boston Celtics because, whoa, that'd be impressive. And then, obviously, um, there's still Beal and Levine and Aaron Gordon, Lonzo Ball, half of Sacramento, Blake Griffin, Oladipo, Cousins. And I would love to see Michael Porter go somewhere as well. But we have a month as of today, and hopefully some things start happening with trades and signings, etc. Yeah, I, I, I agree with a lot of those names. The Michael Porter Jr. one's an interesting one because they just don't seem to like him there. And if he goes to another team, he could become an absolute fantasy stud. McFantasy NBA, your league, your team. Right, now we're going to delve into a little bit more of uh, trade-related news. So a few days ago, Andre Drummond um, was told that pretty much he was no longer required at the Cleveland Cavaliers, and he's just going to sit out now until a trade happens. Draymond Green, straight after that happened, he came out, and um, to be honest, he wasn't very happy. And a lot of the points that he made were reasonably fair. I think most people would agree. He said that there's a double standard how NBA players are getting traded and handled. He sort of mentioned the James Harden thing, how everyone absolutely got stuck into James Harden when when he requested a trade. But as soon as an NBA team decides that they want to trade someone, they can just sit him and no questions are asked. He's right, I guess. We sort of cracked into James Harden for requesting a trade. And so he says that the NBA needs to stick up for the players who are expected to stay professional during trade scenarios. And I think both of these guys uh, that we're going to talk about now, Drummond and Griffin, have stayed professional, although it's been quite difficult for them sitting out. We'll start with Andre Drummond. Now, I think if Drummond's a smart man, he would have seen this coming. As soon as they traded for Jarrett Allen, he's like, they obviously don't want me here anymore. Surely he would see that because Jared Allen's younger, uh, better defensively, and the future of that franchise. Whereas Andre Drummond, uh, unfortunately, yes, he's got a huge usage rate, but for a big man, his field goal percentages aren't great. And there's a lot of things that he doesn't really do all that well. 
they've they've said that it was a complete it was a decision completely by Cleveland and Cleveland are no good for sitting Drummond. However, when you sort of look into it and read about it and hear people who are in the know, it sounds like it was maybe more of a little bit of a mutual decision, I guess, because it didn't appear as if Drummond was actually trying his hardest the last couple of weeks. And if that's the case, if you've got a guy who's not trying their hardest, you just you have to sit him. You can't have him keep playing. And the reasons for him not trying his hardest, maybe he was pissed off that they are looking at trading him. Maybe him and his agent had a bit of a chat and said, you're going to get traded. Let's try and get you some decent money. So whatever you do, don't get injured. So don't go out there and get injured. There's all sorts of little reasons uh, why he may have not been trying his hardest, but you can kind of understand that Cleveland uh, just have sat him down and are waiting a trade. What's your thoughts, uh, Adam? I don't know as much as you do about this, but I really want him gone because I think Jared Allen is an out-and-out gun and I want him freed up for all these minutes. And he, he's getting them now that Drummond is sitting. And as I said just before, I would love to see Drummond on Dallas to fix some of those rebound problems. When Drummond is playing well and is happy where he is, he is a very, very, very good player. Um, his defense does let him down, but only, like, not too much. In 2019, he averaged 18 and 16, which is ridiculous. Three assists, two steals, and two blocks. So that's his best season stats-wise. If he go, goes and does something even somewhat like that at Dallas, then Dallas are back into the playoffs, and... They're a chance. Dallas is probably the favoured option. His salary's a bit over $20 million, uh, so he's on a fair bit, so they've got to try and fit that into their cap. He's only 27 years old, and he's athletic for his size, and he's yeah, arguably, if not clearly, the best rebounder in the league, like particularly rebound stats. Dallas are one of the worst rebounding teams, the 26th, 27th or something in the league in rebounding. So bringing Andre Drummond there straight away helps them a lot. Trade options are somewhat limited. Now, Cleveland understand that they're not going to be able to get much at all for Andre Drummond because he doesn't have a hell of a lot of market value, even though he is a great rebounder. So some rumors that I've seen out of Dallas at possible trades with Cleveland, the most likely one would be that they trade Dwight Powell, James Johnson, and a couple of second-round picks to Cleveland for Andre Drummond. Now, Cleveland aren't getting much at all there. However, they are losing that $20-plus million uh, salary cap and getting Dwight Powell back, who's only about $11 million. So they're freeing up some cap space. They'll probably waive James Johnson, and they're getting a couple of second-round picks in a stronger draft of, say, the 2021-22 draft. I think those picks would probably be in. So that's that's not a bad landing space for Drummond. And particularly to play along with Pazingas, that certainly works because Pazingas can spread the floor and allows Drummond to just sit down in the post. The other spot, we've spoken about you know, Cousins possibly going here as well, is Toronto. They're really lacking uh, a big man, Aaron Baines, isn't doing too much. But to get him to Toronto, there's probably going to have to be a, a third team involved in that trade. So that makes things a little bit more complicated. And the other place, maybe just because New York think that they're good and think that they're going to make a run at the playoffs, which they might just sneak in with Mitch Robinson out for the next four to six weeks. Maybe they look at Drummond to come in there, but it'd be very, very hard for them to match salary there. They don't have a lot that, you know, they give up Neil Akina and 
um, Knox, but they're, they're not going to get close to that salary. So they'd have to get a third team involved as well. They're probably... Look, I, I can see him going to Dallas. And there's the talk about Pazingas. I don't think Dallas really know what they're doing, but that's probably the most likely destination. Yeah, I just want it to happen. Um, I'm sick of hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for him at the moment, though, because he's obviously sitting and uh, not doing all that much. Yeah. Um, so the other one that's also sitting, slightly different scenario, uh, is Blake Griffin. He is on a massive contract that he signed at the Clippers and then got traded pretty soon after that. He next year is looking at earning something like $39 million. And this year it's it's in the 30s as well. So there's talk of him being brought out more so than traded. That's a lot of money to keep on your books to buy out Blake Griffin. However, I, I think this decision's a lot more mutual. Griffin sort of realized that some of those younger guys are probably ahead of him now and he probably doesn't deserve, I guess, the minutes that he's been getting. So I think they still really like him in Detroit and there might be a bit of a decision there that he gives up a little bit of that money if they are to buy him out, if they allow him to go wherever he wants to go to. And there's a few possible sort of landing spots for him. OKC is probably one of the more likely ones, only because he grew up in Oklahoma. He went to college in Oklahoma. So going back there would be a bit of a homecoming for him. Uh, They're obviously a very young team, so he could help them out uh, with his leadership. New York sort of thrown up everywhere. Maybe he could go to New York. LA, obviously AD's injured at the moment. He could go there and help them out. And he'd absolutely love to beat the Clippers in a playoff series, I'm sure. Miami Heat's right up there with one of the favourites as well, as are Portland with Nurkic out injured. And Nurkic didn't have the start to the year that Portland had hoped. There's lots of possible destinations for Blake Griffin, but I think clubs realise, or or certainly the franchises need to realise, that he's really unfortunately not that great anymore he's only going to come off the bench there's no way he can start and he's he just well to be honest this year really hasn't been that good and that's why he's uh leaving the pistons yeah i look at his stats over his 10 or 11 or 12 years in the nba and he was really good at the clippers he averaged 24 and 10 and four assists back in like 2012 13 but he had DeAndre Jordan, who was a gun big next to him, and he had Chris Paul throwing up alleys to him, which I think made him look very good. And when you really break down his stats, he, he can't defend, steal or block. He's got high turnovers. He likes to think he's a three-point shooter, but shoots at like 30%. He's not great at it. He doesn't really rebound and never, apart from his rookie year, has, he's only ever, ever averaged over 10 rebounds for a season. And these days, it's like four or five. He's actually just not that good and doesn't do much, apart from you were saying his leadership and being a good bloke around the team. He's kind of athletic, I suppose. Obviously, we've seen big dunks. He does like to carry the ball, and he's probably not all that good at that. But I think, he, as, as I mentioned, like the improvement of Jeremy Grant, Jeremy Grant has shown that he can now be that number one option. And I don't think Detroit really necessarily expected him to um, take off like he has. Stewart and Sadiq Bay, they're guys that deserve more minutes. And at the moment, I think Griffin's just a bit of a roadblock to those guys, really. And for Detroit to continue to improve and become an exciting young team, they just have to move on from him. And that's what they're doing. All right, so just a bit of a watch this space, I suppose, on those guys. Adam, anything else from you? 
Well, I have a large story on Mr. Steve Adams, but that can wait until next podcast. But you know how I, well, we all know that I love random info about certain players. And I'm going to really quickly touch on Precious Achua. He's Nigerian. And both of his parents are ministers. So I'm, I'm telling you this because I'm going to get into his family a little bit in a second. So both his parents are ministers, very cultural. And these, his siblings' names aren't actually that unusual in Nigeria. But to you and I being Australians and to Americans, it does, it's a little bit different. So his siblings' names are Grace. That's fine. Nice name. Peace. Hmm. Promise. God's gift, God's will, and his cousin is God be the glory. Mm. Now, God's gift, God's will, God be the glory, they're all full words, so they're not like split up. In all of that, I don't know a whole lot of people with those names, but cultural, it's Nigerian, that's awesome. But I really feel Grace has won (laughs) in the whole name competition, (laughs) (laughs) followed probably by Peace. But yeah, I just, I, I looked into that family and... They are some unusual names for us in Australia, but cool. Yeah, that's I, my story for the day. No, they, they're they not as bad as... Who's that real rich bloke who has heaps of money and like has seven kids and... Ron Artest? I mean... No, Ron Artest. <laughs> well, he's got some funny names, but yeah, yeah. He, Elon Musk, I think. <laughs> yeah. he, he had a kid who, in the state of California, they didn't even accept his name because he had a letter in it that wasn't actually a real letter or some sort of weird stuff. So then they yeah. had to rename it. Then the name's still like X and numbers and I don't know. I couldn't even pronounce it. No, it's. I do know what you're talking about. It does have an X-y thingy. Yeah, it's like X minus one plus Z and that's their name. So it's it's really, really weird. More weird than uh, Precious and his siblings and, and cousins. All right, enough on the uh, name stuff. Now we'll have a quick look at the fantasy aspect, the waiver wire. Who we've got, who we could pick up if you're in a 14 to 16 team league. Most of these guys that I've got are probably just short-term ads. I'll throw one of them out there and then uh, you can have a bit of a go, Adam. Uh, David Nawaba for the Houston Rockets. Now, as we know, DeMarcus Cousins is gone. So that opens up some more minutes for Nawaba. Christian Woods out injured. Over the last two weeks, 12 points, seven rebounds, nearly an assist, one and a half steals and half a block. Last couple of weeks, while Woods been out and Cousins been out, he's someone certainly worth a look as a bit of a streamer. Whether he will continue to have value as the year goes on, it just really depends what Houston do, uh, who they pick up along the way. But he's someone to certainly have a bit of a look at at the moment. Yeah, for sure. I um, There's not a whole lot there. But in our league, some of these guys have been picked up. But Den- Den- Dennis Smith Jr. is starting to step things up a little bit. Um, Isaac Okoro has just been picked up again, and he, he certainly gets the minutes. I liked your pick of Saban Lee. He's He looked at the money yesterday. And a lot of guys from the G League are starting to get a little bit more attention, especially Kevin Porter Jr. But my guy for this week is Jordan McLaughlin. Uh, He's not the flashiest of players, but while D'Angelo is out, he is getting minutes. And he's a little bit like TJ McConnell. He doesn't necessarily score that much, but if you're in need of a few assists, he's averaging about six or seven 
and also one and a half steals. He's valuable if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, he, he's not a bad one. A couple of other guys too, just as streaming options. Uh, Bruce Brown, obviously why Kevin Durant's out. He's had a pretty big couple of weeks of recent times. He's been starting for them. Just this week alone, he's averaging 17 points, five rebounds, one assist, two steals. Just trying to get up his stats from uh, yesterday's game, but they were pretty huge uh, in the game against your Kings. He had 29 points, four rebounds, and two assists, 11 of 13 from the field, so that's unsustainable, shooting 84% from the field. But here's someone to look at uh, why KD is sitting. He's been starting for the Nets. And uh, one last one, as I think this guy's more of a long-term ad, and he's been on and off rosters throughout the year, Chimuro Kiki. The reason why I like him is he's such a good defender, so he's guaranteed to get minutes, because guys who can defend get minutes, and they get minutes down the death. Yeah, his averages. Haven't been great. Uh, his last game was one of his better games. 6.4 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals. He gets his steals, and occasionally he gets his blocks. He had a 3-block game of 3 games ago. He's someone to keep an eye on. There's a lot of injuries at that Orlando Magic team. Uh, he's a young rookie with great defensive skills. Keep your eye on him as the season progresses. Like you said about Bruce Brown, he, um, he got his career high against my Kings, and in watching that... If Marvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley being a very talented basketballer, if he was Rudy Gobert, he would have got a triple-double in blocks all on Bruce Brown. It was <laughs> so frustrating to watch how he just does op- like one-on-one layups on someone close to seven foot. I do not know. It is just clearly a lack of talent on the Sacramento end. Those poor kings. All right, well, thanks very much, Adam. Thanks for uh, joining me. Yeah, thank you. Have a great day. Yes, have a great day. And if you want to catch us on Instagram and Twitter, McFantasyNBA. Thanks very much. Hope your team wins.